Today I'm very, very, very happy um, because we have on the show someone that I met very recently um, that is probably one of the biggest success um, business stories uh, coming out of South Africa, going global. But more than that, someone that is driven by purpose and is really focused on the legacy of his company, Nando's. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Robbie. Thanks, Val. Good to be here. Pleasure to have you. We are at the Bridges Academy in Langa, uh, which, as many of you already know, is being built by Bridges for Music, the, the nonprofit organization that I run. And um, Robbie has been very supportive from you know the first time we met in Johannesburg a couple of months ago, I think. Yeah. And uh, we are exploring a beautiful partnership right now, which uh, hopefully will help us live a long-lasting legacy through through music and education. So I want to jump straight into into the story of Nando's, obviously, um, because that's your your baby for the last 25 <laughs> years. Um, but I want to ask you, what is the secret sauce of uh, your global success? Uh, thanks, Valden. The secret sauce is our people. There's just no question. Um, and, uh, you know, the power of this, we say it's the people that make the chicken. And our kind of um, ethos has always been a building a brand from the inside out, that you can't, you know, great brands are built by the people. And we've got a very simple formula and you know, great people, you know, makes great chicken um, and makes a happy bank manager, basically. So, you know, happy people, happy customers and a, and a happy bank manager. It's a very simple formula. But most people think that you've got to focus on the customer first. We believe you've got to focus on your, on your people first. We call them Nandoka. And that's the secret. You know, obviously, we've got a great product. I mean, our chicken is, is fantastic. The peri-peri sauce is brilliant. And we're passionate about the food business. And uh, the last couple of years... Um, uh, you know, we've been going now for 31 years. In fact, on the 1st of September, we turned 31. Um, and the first couple of years, we knew nothing about what we were doing. We had no clue. I mean, we were naive. Fernando and I were completely naive. Um, we were uh, nothing, knew nothing about the food business. But we knew when we wanted to do something that was going to change people's lives. And it was like an instinctive kind of um, emotion for us or, or kind of purpose for us. And it's been the last 10 years that I personally have been driving purpose uh, much harder in, in the business. You know, the businesses, it took us about 15 years to become um, cash flow positive. I mean, I think it's a fucking long time to, to wow. do that. But the reality is that you know, it takes businesses a long time to, to really build a foundation, particularly with the kind of vision that we had. And now um, I can personally focus my time on, on the purpose side of the business, which has given me more kind of reward than I've ever had in my life. I'm more inspired, I'm more energized. Um, you know, spending a morning with you, uh, hearing about your vision for, for Bridges and walking in, the, in, in Langer, in the streets of Langer, meeting some of the characters. Um, that's what I, I'm inspired about. I it's can just, see it in your <laughs> eyes. <It's brilliant. laughs> you're shining. You're, you're I so love it. passionate I mean, I, and so curious. <laughs> it's Thursday. I could probably spend it, at, you know, I could probably phone my wife on Tuesday and say, I'm, honey, I'm back. You know, because I could, I could, you know, hang out here, the kind of energy that you feel from the people, the happiness. People might be living in shacks, but they're so proud and they're happy and sometimes happier than people living in mansions in some of the top neighborhoods, you know, that totally. happiness, happiness doesn't always come from an asset. Yeah, we, we like to say happiness sometimes comes from, as we said, you know, earlier off the record, community, you know, like having a strong community that yeah. you have a sense of belonging to. Um, purpose, you know, and paying attention, being yeah. mindful, and I think people in this in these neighborhoods are definitely mindful and you know paying attention to everything around them. There's no question. 
and this sense of pride, right, yeah. that you were referring to. Yeah. But I want to go back. I will touch on all the impact, amazing impact work that you're doing. But I would like to go back to the early years, you know, and um, the lows that you had to go through. You you were talking uh, the other day um, of the record about the soul that you had in the company, but you were lacking other things in the beginning of it, right? What was um, your biggest challenges in the beginning, and one big fuck up that you can remember? I mean, there are so many, um, and we've learned more from our mistakes than from our successes. And, and we don't think we're successful in any way because we're still at the beginning of our journey. Um, you know, that, that's truly how we feel. We feel, I certainly feel like I'm, uh, you know, the best is still to come um, because we've built a foundation that, that's ready to um, provide a whole lot of Southern African people an opportunity to, to be exposed to world-class, certainly world-class South Africans to be exposed to the world. But the early challenges, um, you know, from from the perspective of, you know, luckily for us, we found partners that shared our values. And I think that most businesses don't really understand what it is to build a business around values. Most people are, are looking, if you're looking to chase money, um, I learned very, on, very early on that, that money's got four legs and man has got two legs you know, and two will never catch four. But if you do things for the right reason, four always catches two. So money always finds you. And we were lucky early on to find the right partnership with a family called the Enthoven family. Dick Enthoven and subsequently Robbie and AD have got involved with us. And, and Robbie's been involved, the Enthovens have been involved with us for at least 29 or 30 years. So it's been a deep um, kind of partnership that was, that's been based on value. So um, finance for us wasn't the biggest challenge, although certainly in the early days. Not that we were free with finance, it was, it was always very prudent and we, and we had to be very careful. Um, and certainly, you know, you, for me, finances is, is not the biggest challenge in any startup because if you've got the right product and the right energy, money will find you. But I think probably the biggest mistakes we made was coming from myself, you know, in that as an entrepreneur, you, you really don't understand some of your boundaries and, and you do a whole lot of stuff. So I was, you know, we just, we, we wanted to grow the business globally as quick as possible. We opened up in, you know, some markets that were totally non-strategic. We didn't think that what we had was anything special in the early days or that our we had any special talent in terms of the collective of all of us because it was there's no one individual at Nando's that's particularly talented. There's, it's a whole lot of ordinary people that have just done extraordinary things, but as a collective. And we didn't realize you know, how, how difficult it is really to run and operate restaurants. I mean, we were doing it quite naturally. And so we opened up in, you know, from Australia to Canada to Europe and and the kind of just those early experiences really stuffed us up properly because we, we realized that um, ultimately what you have to do is you have to have a brand that is consistent and a brand that you know shares the values and you can't just open businesses uh, every business you open you know no matter no matter how small the presence is is a reflection of the brand and and a reflection of the people is the most critical thing so once we understood that that people were really the, the important part uh, you know, the biggest mistake we made was was growing the business globally with the wrong people, and and then to try and claw back that and try and, and try and you know reconsolidate that was was difficult. So that those were those were very difficult, exciting. But but when you look back on it, you know you realize those are some of the fundamental mistakes we made. And again, as an entrepreneur, you you you're rushing out to do certain things, and you know we go where angels fear to tread is where we we went. But it was part of our wild and woolly days, and and you know I don't regret it. I don't look back, and I don't think we would do it do it differently. 
Um, but that was the kind of those are the kind of mistakes that that we made. There was totally we didn't have a strategy. We didn't we didn't do things um, according to any kind of textbook or any MBA study. I think Nando's Nando's has evolved through gut, through soul, through understanding who we are, understanding our roots, understanding that we come from Africa. That you know, but at the same time, you've got to you've got to be world class. You can't you know the thing with Africa is that. You can't make excuses for Africa. So, you know, in some of the early days, we never had power and we never had water. And, and yet you're trying to export certain products. You, you, you can't say, well, we're from Africa, so it's going to be a, a week late or two weeks late. Mm -hmm. So your partners that you have to work with have to be understand what world class is. And, and we've unpacked that over the last, again, 10 or 15 years to understand what is the true kind of essence that we can take out of, out of South Africa. And out of Southern Africa, and and that's been an incredible kind of journey. But that's been gut. So, you know, there's so many lessons from from um, you know, you know how to deal with the banks and how to deal with your. But it's, but ultimately, it all boils down to how do you deal with people, mm -hmm. you know, and and finding the right people on your journey that that ultimately take you where you want to be together, mm -hmm. and and not in having your back. A lot of people, you you need people that have your back, and share the values. I mean, I, I can't talk enough about that. So when you talk about values, what are the key values of Nando's? Well, key values are five. You know, pride, passion, courage, integrity, and family. And, and, so, and we've, we've basically taken those values. They're values that we, we developed 30 years ago. And it's, and it's values almost that your, your grandparents would, would share with you. And, and it's something that we instinctively believed in. So you know, just pride and passion kind of, and courage, you know, to have the courage to do things. And... You know, each one of them can be unpacked and can be translated into uh, Southern African or into English in terms of the UK or American. You know, so the values, the five values, um, were, were values that Fernando and I sat down one day and and really unpacked and said, "This is what we feel." Um, and as I said, that was probably 29 years ago. And the Enthovens, when they joined us, felt those same values, and we felt them from them. It wasn't something that we had to force. It wasn't something, it was natural. You know, when you're sitting with people without egos or you're sitting with people that are humble yet have created incredible, you know, kind of legacies. And a guy like Dick Enthoven is just a legend. He's just an incredible man, but he's humble and he's, he's got, you know, great intelligence and wisdom and insight, but there's no arrogance. You know, you're sitting with him learning from a guy like that and you just realize that, you, you know, you don't have to be sitting in a palace and sometimes people think because you're rich, you, you know everything, you know, and that's such bullshit because, you know, wisdom can come from the most humble places. And that's what we got from Dick is that he, at the same time, he's got, a, he's got an intellect that and, a, and an eye for art and an eye for quality and style that's beyond anything. And, and yet, you know, we sat on the street talking, you know, he's as comfortable in Langer as he is in Buckingham Palace, if I can. We need to get him two. here. Yeah, definitely. No, there's no question. And and so it's it's that kind of essence and that soul that, that you realize that you know you can you you got to be building things from from the inside out. I keep saying that, but it's such a critical part because a sense of community. You must never forget where you've come from, because that community is what made you, and that kind of is what binds you. And and that's why I love bridges because bridges is 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 in the community, but you've also integrated with characters in the community. So you know you can Foster, for example, is is just a is an incredible guy. Foster's an amazing um, passion. When you sit with Foster and you talk to him, you can just, you get a sense of, th the community oozes through him. His life experience oozes through him. And you know that he's doing it for the right reason. 
And, and to me, that's the critical part in anything that, that you want to do with anyone. You know, what, why are you doing it? If you're doing it just for the money or the fame or the ego, that's so short-term and so short-lived and unfortunately will burn you. But, but if you do it for the, for, for the other reasons and reasons that, it's almost that in, enlightened self-interest, if, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it really, I always say, when, when I, when, and I'm feeling it today, you know, when, when you leave Langer, you, you've learned more from Langer than I brought into Langer. Totally. You know, and and, and it's, it, it feeds my soul doing these projects more than, than, than I feed the projects. And, and so, you know, who am I doing it for? I'm doing it for myself. Well, they call and it, you know, positive selfishness, no? Definitely. It's, there's no, there's, no there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's, and in fact, I think it's when you get to that level, um, there's, nothing, there's nothing more exciting because mm-hmm. you actually, I, you know, my mates, a lot of my mates, when I go back um, to Joburg and you sit in a, in, amongst them and they're bankers and, and, and corporate finance and all, and all that kind of thing, and they say, well, how was your week? And I tell them what I did in my week. I was spraying in Mozambique. I was in Langer at, 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 a, at Bridges for Music. And they were sitting there doing structured finance deals and tax structures. And, and they were talking about... And I'm, sitting, and I'm sitting there glowing. My eyes are shining. You know what I mean? And they look at me like, what the fuck? And I say, well, I had like the best week ever. You know, they just look... What are you? And they look at me like a dog taking a shit. You know that look where a guy just looks and he says, what? You know, <laughs> and yet I say to him, come and join me. Just come. And feel it and by feel yourself. It and come and feel it. And, and those that do, they get it. And those that don't, you know, I feel sorry for them because it's often just it's almost crossing that little road of, of, of their little cocoon. And, and um, I, it's, I almost feel sometimes, I feel selfish mm-hmm. that, that I've done some of the stuff because it's so exciting. And, and yet I'm guilty. You know, yeah, okay, but or, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm... No, I, I don't think you should feel guilty. I think really that more people would have that attitude, right? It's then got, yeah. the world would be a better place. And yeah. I always say, like, whether it's Mother Teresa like Calcutta or whether you are running a nonprofit, everyone is doing it for their own, you reason. know, happiness yeah. and yeah. their own reason. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, like that, that is the positive selfishness. You see, I also think that you've got to try to make it all sustainable. You've got to try and link in a sense of purpose into the business as well and, and make and integrate a project That, that's good for the business. So at the end of the day, what we do at Nando's is is the projects that we, we hate the word, I hate the word uh, you know, social investment because to me, social investment means I'm writing a check and it's, it's easy to write a check and you just you know give a check. But what the check does is it makes the recipient a little bit dependent on the check and then next year, where's my check again? Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't make the recipient self-sustainable. What we've tried to do is do all our projects that change people's lives. So everything we do is within changing people's lives. And, and we believe, for example, our art program, that we believe that, that although we're changing 350 artists' lives around, around Southern Africa, the art that's being created is making our chicken taste better. And therefore, it's core in our business that if, any, if anyone comes into the business, it's, it's got to be things that also live way beyond the founders. You know, you can't just say, well, the founders enjoyed art and so we're doing this project because here's this fucking prick that came and said, do this, all this art for us, you know. And for us, the, pro- the programs that we're doing is that we believe that if you bring it into the business, it, it just enhances the experience, it enhances the customer's view and ticket. It also makes our, our, our restaurants chicken temples in a way where you come in and we know every restaurant's different because every piece of art is an original creation. It's, it's beautifully expressive 
is quality and it reflects on the chicken. It reflects on our, on our people. We're respecting our people by putting magnificent original art in mm. all our restaurants. And as a result of that, we're also building up a beautiful art collection. So in essence, it's an asset that's building up for us. But at the same time, what do we, are we doing it for the asset or are we doing it for the artists that, whose lives we're changing? And to be honest, it's a, it's a bit of both. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it special, is that we're not only doing it to build up this asset and we're not only doing it to, 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 to impact the artists, but, but it works for everybody. It's a shared value. It's a shared value. It's, it's a, a complete shared value. And, and I think that's the critical part. And music is something that we see as part of this program. And that's why our excitement in, 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 uh, in Bridges, because I can see the kind of vision, and you share that vision. The first time I met you, and I saw your eyes shining, because your eyes were shining like anything, and I thought, fuck, who is this guy? And I literally <laughs> met you, like, because my guys dragged me into the meeting. I got this guy from Cape Town, and I'd have done some stuff. Please come, and I like rushed in. <laughs> I had some other shit waiting. It was I was surprised. The, it was one of those bad days, by the way. It was like, ah! And it was wild. And as I sat down, I just thought, it, it was in about 15 minutes, I just thought, you know, it was just... I did my I, elevator pitch very well. <laughs> that, was, that was a perfect pitch. I can tell you that. You sucked me in immediately. But, but I saw something and I felt something and I felt that connection because I also saw what we were missing in terms of our journey of music. We've done a lot of investment in music in the UK, but we haven't done that same investment in South Africa. And I think that by getting involved with you and by building a foundation with you, how, you know, we can elevate our South African program, but at the same time, we can use bridges and uh, can use the, the Nando's UK kind of influence on music in the UK. We, we've worked together with Ed Sheeran and Stormzy and various other artists and the opportunity for bridges to collaborate with us in London. At the same time, take our talent that, that we together can, can find in South Africa and, and unearth that talent. Part of what we do is we never really work with the top guys that are already exposed. You know, the guys that are famous today, famous artists, you know, the, the, we respect them, we admire them. We do work with them in terms of helping us develop young talents. But we love the young talents. We like working with the next, the next famous people, not the current famous people. And we try to entice the current famous to work together to, to look at what impact are they doing on, on the community. And that can be through comedy, it can be through art, it can be through design. We're doing some brilliant work in design and, and now music. So this, this for me was the missing piece. And I think, again, they shared value for both of us because what, what we can bring to Bridges is, is something apart from, you know, it can't only be my passion. You know, if I'm excited about it, that's one thing. It's, it's short. You know, my passion can be very short-lived because, you know, you, you don't really want to be dealing with me. You want to be dealing with the team and the team must be as passionate. So guys like Jake and Hugo, they br they've been totally. very active in bringing me to they've been amazing yeah and they and they young good exciting guys and to me that is part of the excitement for me you know so i saw it and i and i connected but then I, but then they're the ones that, that actually drive it. they drove it mm -hmm. and, and so for me it's like bingo 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 you know um, and, and we can just do so much stuff. This, this to me is the start of a very exciting yeah. kind of opportunity. But, but we're both going to have to work hard at it. It's not going to be... For sure. It's, it's not going to be one come in and just give and the other one take. It's going to be take and give. give I thought well, you were coming with a check today under <laughs> your arm. <laughs> <laughs> now you've ruined no. a friendship. Eh? Yeah, we are, we are, we're short in time and I want to touch about something. I remember the first meeting we had, you said something that really you know, stayed with me. Um, you said, I only want to open new restaurants because it will allow us to change more people's lives. Yeah. You know, and that I think, you know, defines very well, you know, the purpose and the aim of, of, of Nando's as a brand and as a company. And I know you're deeply passionate 
um, to fight malaria. And I know you're doing a lot of work in uh, Mozambique where you have a lot of the peri-peri farms for your secret sauce. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What is exactly the, the work you're doing in, in Mozambique and how do you see the end of malaria? So Mozambique is an interesting country. Mozambique is one of the neighbors to South Africa. Unfortunately, through you know the last 10 years, um, South Africa to a certain extent has turned its back on Mozambique. There's been quite a few xenophobic incidents. And yet Mozambique was a, was a big defender um, of, of South Africa, of, of, the, of the, um, the activists. A lot of the activists you know, in, in, in apartheid times came across to Mozambique and were housed in Mozambique and the Mozambican government looked after them. So there's always been, in, in apartheid times, there was always a very controversial um, arrangement with Mozambique. It was, there, was, there was a tax and the secret police used to go in and, and bomb. I mean, L.B. Sachs got his arm blown off in Mozambique. So Mozambique was, was always a good friend of, of, of the, the new South Africa and certainly and harbored a, and, and, and looked after a lot of the, of the activists. Um, and yet South Africa's turned its back a little bit on, on, on Mozambique. The Nando's Peri Peri is really up chicken, is, is the heritage is Mozambique. Although the business started in South Africa, um, the Peri Peri is grown pr you know, predominantly in Mozambique. Obviously, over the war years and the civil war in Mozambique, the Peri Peri farms um, weren't, that, weren't that productive. And we've started bringing that back to Mozambique. And then we got involved with um, malaria through handing out malaria nets. I got involved with a guy called Kingsley Holgate, and we started handing out malaria nets up in Africa. And then him and I were honored at the UN for the work that we were doing in Africa, but that was only because of the 2010 World Cup, and the UN needed two dummies to go and present something because they were all, everyone was was focused on South Africa and the whole world was looking at South Africa and they looked from a malaria point of view, who's doing anything? Oh, these two guys, so let's honor them. It was the biggest bullshit I've ever had. But <laughs> we went to the UN and at that UN moment, we met a guy from Ghana that had done incredible work in Ghana, uh, but in a program called Indoor Residual Spraying, which is going into people's homes and spraying, and spraying a, um, an insecticide. And um, I was, you know, after that, that particular trip, there's a long story about that U.S. trip, but when we got back to South Africa, I got a call from a guy that was with us in New York, and he said, I've got the, the permanent secretary to the Minister of Health of Mozambique with me. They've got an issue with malaria. Can you come and help the Mozambican government? And I thought, well, we don't know anything about ma malaria, really, other than handing out nets. But there's a guy that I heard at the U.N. that's doing spraying, and I phoned him, and I said, you know, do you mind coming to help out the Mozambican government? And he said, I'll do it for beer money. And that's a guy called Steve Knowles, who, who then joined our team, and he heads up our Mozambican project with a guy called Francois, and Sherwin Charles is the Nando's kind of guy that, that got involved with me. Um, and we, it's an incredible program. So we started about four years ago, and we started spraying one house. And today, this season, we're going to do 400,000 homes. We're going to be spraying 400,000 homes, and we're going to be protecting about 1.2 million people from, from uh, malaria. And the key part is that there's no branding. We don't put Nando's banners anywhere. There's no, we don't do it from a branding, marketing exercise. We do it from the perspective of that it's good for the continent. It's good for the people of Mozambique. It's good for South Africa because you're protecting, if you're protecting Mozambique, you're protecting South Africa. And it's, as a human being, it's the right thing to do. And then the kind of core thing was, if not us, who would do it? You know, and the, the government, it's a very tough thing for the government to implement. It's just, it's almost a non-governmental kind of program. It's just very complicated. And yet, as a public-private partnership, it's possible. And so, together with the Global Fund out of Geneva, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation have just come in to partner us. Vodacom are partnering with us. 
Bayer have come in with a, with a small partnership. And we, we're collecting like-minded, kind of social, socially-minded corporates th that want to get involved and actually clear a disease from Africa in our lifetime. And we've set the date of 2030 as the date which is which was really set by Bill Gates as the as the date to el eliminate and eradicate malaria from Mozambique. And so for me, the beauty is it's a long-term program. We're seeing incredible impact. And we're helping through our creativity. And, we, and, and we've done some incredibly creative things. Just like, because, you know, we, ev everything's about money and about funding and how can you get, how can you exactly... Tell us know, about that. Same challenge, same challenge that you've got. You know, how do you use your money most effectively? Mm -hmm. and, and how do you stay in your lane? Because you've got to try and stay in your lane and not get involved in too many things. But as an entrepreneur, you want to get involved in everything. So, you you know, and my kind of, as I said to you earlier, my biggest mistakes was that I was in five lanes, not just in one lane. You know? And so this has really kept us in, in one lane. And so for me to be involved in where you can actually impact the continent, you know, from a legacy point of view, just from a personal point of view, you know, how, where do you get that opportunity in life um, to, to, to be doing stuff like this? And, and the kind of Nando's philosophy has always been, you know, have fun and make money. So, so in other words, you, you make money by having fun. And, and it's important that you have fun first and then the money comes, as I, as I mentioned earlier. And the same with this is who says that saving lives has to be miserable? You can save lives, but in a particular way, with a particular fun. And again, if you're with the right people, you, can, you do it almost naturally in a fun way, but the impact that you make, and it's all about impact, because you have to impact. If you're not impacting people, if breaches doesn't change this neighborhood, then it's not doing it what it should be doing. It's, yeah. it's got to be doing beyond just music. Totally. Music might be the conduit to, to attract cer certain people, but it's going to have an impact. I think what I've seen, you're going to have an impact beyond the, you know, beyond the four walls or, and, and the kind of what you're doing mm -hmm. here because you're going to inspire, you're going to motivate, you're going to bring hope. You know, and, and you might find that uh, somebody touches bridges and ends up going to university unintimidated you know, because he's been through a Bridges course and he's walked in here and he's he sat in a you know in a beautiful recording studio. Totally. And he's not intimidated by technology, you know. And I think that's the beauty of you bringing Bridges to to Langer and not taking Bridges to, you know, Cape Town, um, you know, one of the one of the you know s yeah. fancy neighborhoods of Cape Town. And you know, like there's a there's a proverb that you have surely heard um, that says, you know, don't teach pe uh, don't give people fish, yeah. but teach people teach how to fish. fish. Yeah. Now we're going one step further because we don't believe that that is enough either, and is teach people, you know, how to teach other people how to fish, yeah. because then is when that is growing beyond you your really, boundaries yeah. and you're creating that ripple effect. Definitely, right? And you're creating people that well, become a, inspiring, like that's Posta, the legacy. like Sivir, where they are the ones that are inspiring other people to be inspiring to other people Definitely. At, at the same time. Right? That that becomes the legacy because you know what what would scare me is that everything is dependent on you, so you know at the end you you got to be you've got to be bringing the next generation. You know, in 2010, I stepped out of the day-to-day -day CEO of Nando's and, and um, I stepped out because I was starting to lose my mojo and, and we needed, Nando's was, start, was growing and it needed adult supervision, basically. Under my leadership, it was wild. It was, there, was no, there was no real structure and we needed to bring process. But the core part for me in any business is when does the founder move on? And, and, and so in 2010, I just sat with, with Robbie and, and Robbie Enthoven and, and with Fernando and said, I'm losing my mojo. I think we need to bring in you know, different management. And um, I, I think I can be more useful 
you know, not worrying about cash flows and the day-to-day, which is not my core competency. And, and let's, you know, let's just see what happens. But you need to have the, the kind of um, the guts. It was a very difficult decision. I didn't realize how hard it was going to be when I did it. Um, but it's the best decision I've made because I often see today in businesses, the founder is still there, and yet he's cramping the business's style. With us, we've stepped out. Fernando stepped out. I stepped out. Robbie stepped out. And, and we've really created a, a breathing room for the business, bringing youth into the business. So we through that next stage of teaching people to fish, we're out, we're, we're, it's, it's, it is teaching people to fish who's teaching people to fish. And that's the legacy of, of, for me, a founder, that ultimately you can, you know, one day you can sit on shady pines in your, in your, in your rocking chair and, and you've had three generations of fishermen and you say that that's what we've left behind. That's a legacy. That's a legacy. That to me is true legacy, not what you've got in the bank. You know, that, that's, that's nice. And I mean, obviously, everybody wants to have the security of, of, of a kind of return on capital. But the real legacy is how you've taught generations and, how, and the impact that you've made and the changes you've made on people's lives. That's, that ultimately is the joy that you get. Beautiful. And I want to I wanna wrap it up. I know we are short in time. Um, I want to ask you, in the current world we live in, What is the change you want to see? Sure, I mean, the current world's so fucked up. I, I just, I sometimes just shudder um, because they're just so short of, of kind of top leadership. And, and funny enough, I'm very positive about our South African leadership. I think Cyril Ramaphosa has, has, has taken on a very tough task. He's got good values. And I think the, the kind of global, for me, the, the world has got to be a more sympathetic world, a more inclusive world. And, and it's got to be a world that, that really cares for its people. I think the politicians have got to change it. You know, the, the core thing is that politicians work for us. They, they don't really, sometimes don't realize that kind of balance of power that you know, you've got to beg and scrape because of a politician. Ultimately, they should be, they sh you know, they should be working for us. And Mandiba really was a man of the people. You know, he, he, I often used to see him walking the streets of Joburg without heavy security. And today you've got the Blue Light Brigade, all the leaderships. And, and there's got to be a fundamental shift from the global leadership that it's actually the people that, that rule. And somehow the, there's this kind of civil society has almost got to take ownership back that the politicians ultimately work for the people and not the other way around. And I think... Um, But it's a, it's, we're, in a, we're in a very interesting phase, and, and I'm very positive. If you look at the constitution of South Africa and you understand what a magnificent constitution we have, it's a world-class constitution. It's a constitution that has stood up against corruption. It is a constitution that has stood up against the kind of vilest um, time of, of South Africa's, you know, the, sh the short history, this, the, 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 the post-apartheid history. It's been a really tough time. And the Constitution held, which is, which is an incredible, incredible um, legacy that, 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 uh, or, or, a, or an asset that South Africa has, which I think is a very under, under understood asset. And, 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 and you know, if other countries can learn from what we've actually got, and we as South Africans sometimes forget that. We forget what a magnificent country we got. You know, beautiful kind of from a blue skies to the kind of beautiful beaches. Nature. But, but we've also got a beautiful constitution and ultimately beautiful people that ultimately were there for that constitution. The people, the, 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 the middle held. And, and that's really what saved South Africa. And, and the positive is that we've been through some, you know, I think that 
as an individual, as a business, if you haven't been through some challenges, you know, you haven't matured, you haven't come, you have to have tough times. You have to have had storms that knocked the windows down and took half the building out. And the next day you come in and you look and you think, shit, you know, what are we going to do? But people around you lifted you up and, and those are part of the legacies. But if you didn't have that, if everything was smooth and money was just available and you wouldn't have in a hundred percent of the, the soul, drive and, yeah. of the soul mm-hmm. that these walls and the stories that these walls are, are going to say and south africa's come through that that's the positive and i think the next 10 years are going to be our uh, you know the best 10 years i think we're going to have that kind of togetherness and bridges is going to be able to do that you know because it, it can bring people music is as as a as a good friend of mine keeps saying music is the door to your soul he, you know he sings say africa which is one of my favorite songs that you know, m- music can change people's lives. It can it can elevate you. It can. I know with me when I listen to music, it can t- change my mood. For if I'm being a bit totally. down, put on a good song. And and I think South Africa, we we sometimes underestimate how beautiful, what a beautiful people we are, and 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 the, the diversity, the, the diversity, and and it's strength through diversity. We have to reach out. It's not the it it is to, there is we're only as good as all of us together. As individuals, we're not that good. And I, and I think South Africa has that opportunity. So I'm, I'm actually very confident that with the kind of Mandela values that, 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 that Mandela taught us, the next 10 years, South Africa can lead the world on the kind of values that Nando stands for, integrity, you know, courage, passion. We're going to have those back. We lost them. You know, I, I, unfortunately, I've, uh, in, the, in the previous government, we, we, we lost the kind of, we lost hope, we lost the passion. We lost that integrity. We, we're regaining it now, and I think we're going to regain it uh, with you know in uh, with such more kind of energy because we've been through a bit of fire, which is a good thing. And I think that's you know it's always a good thing to have to have felt a bit of heat. And just to finish, I know you are deeply passionate about the continent, and you know like Africa has always been seen as a poor child in the world. Um, a lot of people don't even know that Nando's is South African, you know, yeah. because it's such a great global success. You have over a thousand <laughs> restaurants around the world. People think it's a UK company. I mean, I've heard everything. Um, how do you see the future of the continent in the next decade? Well, I think it's, it's you know, I'm very optimistic, so I always look at it very romantically. And I think the, the so I'm, I'm hoping for a very positive continent because I think this it's time for Africa. But we've been saying that for 20 years. And even at the World Cup, you know, it's time for Africa was the song. But I think I think Africa has grown up. I think that there is a realization that if you go in a particular way, you know, you, you're not going to create jobs. You're not going to look after the youth. The kind of youth, youthful inspiration is critical to this continent. And what we're seeing is a lot of people coming back, particularly Mozambique. Young Mozambicans want to come back to Mozambique. They've been trained in New York, trained in Barcelona, trained you know in 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 Italy, and they want to come back and help. Mozambique and the same in South Africa there's there's a lot of passion there's like a diaspora that because because the, the rest of the world is is it's just a tired at the moment and I think there's the energy of Africa you know so I see Africa as an energetic as the as a food as an opportunity to create the food basket for the world and but it's in our own hands and and I think that as the youth of Africa there's got to be, we've got to hold government accountable we've got to there's a lot of kind of projects that that we've got responsibility and uh, you know as a close to 60 year old you know we've got to be helping and mentoring young people to to take that and for me young people are more caring about the continent certainly than than my generation there's a feeling of that there's more care there's more consciousness there's more people somehow the youth today are much more responsible and i think the power of africa is in the youth 
and and that's what I see as exciting. If we can harness that that youthful energy, the you know Africa can be one of the most exciting continents, um, but it can also fuck up, and and you know that's sometimes the the kind of um, the dichotomy that that really exists. And we've got to you know we've got to fight that and fight corruption and and all the kind of but through creativity, that to me is 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 Africa's biggest asset is the creativity and the energy and the people you know can and I think collectively again we, we can change so I'm very po- positive very optimistic but at the same time you know realistic cautious and, and it's, it's probably going to take you know maybe another 20 or 30 years but hey you know what you know the, the beauty is I, w- I once heard a guy in Mozambique told me he said to me he was busy with something and he had he had a, a lot of he was busy loading cars onto a onto a ferry and it was like you know, instead of la- loading 10 cars on, he's only loading three cars. And I went up to him and I said, why don't you put extra cars on the ferry? And he looked at me and he said, boss, you know, you might have the watch, but I've got the time. Okay? <laughs> and, and actually, it was such a profound statement I because it. I loved it because you think sometimes you've got the asset, but ultimately Africa's got the time. And time really, as you get older, you realize, you know, is the, is the asset the watch or is the asset the time? Totally. And, and Africa somehow has got that feeling of time you know, we don't have to rush it. You don't have to, you know, it's not this kind of like, let's do everything immediately. But at the same time, I think there's that balance of also achieving certain goals. And, mm-hmm. and we've got to hold government. To me, it's a question of the youth holding government accountable for the right kind of governance that, uh, which, which is really about not necessarily creating wealth to the extent of Europe, but, but really making people happy. You know, making sure everyone's fed, making sure everyone's educated, making sure everyone's healthy. You know, and that responsibility of not stealing money that belongs to the people is, is a critical thing. And even as corporates, we have a responsibility to get involved in projects that, that ultimately have an impact on people's lives. And, and that's why, you know, as, as Nando's, the more restaurants we open, it's not a question of, of yes, it, of course, it's a question of getting the kind of return on capital and getting critical mass, et cetera. But for that, we can also make a bigger impact on all the projects. So more restaurants, the more art we we, we we're using the more music we're going to be, you know, exposing people to. The more malaria, the 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 more that comes back, we can help fund the malaria project, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, it's it, when you when you start linking your business to to doing good, you know, every restaurant that opens has an impact on so many other people. Today we're employing f- about fifteen hundred people in Mozambique. If we had a Nando's in Mozambique operating, we'd only employ thirty people. You know, what would we rather have? 30 people being employed, making money out of a Nando's restaurant or 1,500 being involved in, in, in our kind of projects? And for me, it's the 1,500. What are those projects? Like are the farms, Mal- peri-peri farms? Peri-peri farms, the malaria, malaria project. We're doing work with young designers, um, Wasi and Jamila, who, who are doing incredible work out of Mozambique. And then we, we're using their designs in some of our international fabrics. Um, we, we, we're starting some art programs, we're using a local ad agency. So it's, it's really working with the youth of Mozambique and giving them an opportunity to do world-class work out of Mozambique that gets exposed into the, into the rest of the world. Giving them an opportunity to win awards at you know, some, of the, some of the biggest... Um, so even, even taking music, one day, please God, we can work together with, in Mozambique Absolutely. and take a young artist to, to you know, uh, 
to I think there's a thriving music scene for sure absolutely so we could take two or three young artists Mm. use your network of exposing them into the into the scene around the world and more than that you know maybe bringing big international artists to to Mozambique Mozambique. to be inspired for sure definitely and and, you know discover all the work you're doing around malaria around the peri-peri farms and really harnessing their international reach you know to bring Mozambique to the spotlight yeah for sure and all all the work that you're doing there I think that's that's great and the the core work that we do is with is with we're doing it in a creative fun way you know so we're not doing it it's 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 done within very sensitively we've got you know we're doing it with local communities um and it's amazingly rewarding you know it's like my happy place (laughs) I heard you once say um (laughs) that the journey should be part of the reward yeah Definitely. I, That's like my, my kids, when I say that, they, they laugh because I say, you know, the journey, it has to be. The, the, if the journey is money at the end of the day, you know, you, you're never going to be happy. I can tell you, I've got mates that are so wealthy but are fucking miserable, you know, because they haven't enjoyed the journey. Yeah. And you've got to have enjoyed the journey and, and not just through the money. Through the moments that we had today in a meeting with Shooter, you see a, a guy that's just so inspired. And, and proud of what of the of his shack and what he's done, and then you just sit and look at that shack and you realize, you know, I could be happy here. You know, would you be happy in your penthouse in Camps Bay? Probably, you know, maybe not because you're worried about so much other shit. Exactly. You can sit there; it's almost like a comfort there, sitting there. Yeah, you you want a bit of both. I mean, obviously, yeah. but but shit, it's it's such a it's happy. It's real. It's real, and it's happy, and you can see he's happy, and and that's when you realize that what what life is, and and that that journey for me is. is critical and i tell all the young guys if if we're not offering you a chance to 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 enjoy that journey then then you know nando's has failed you and move on you know don't stay because if you're unhappy at nando's then fuck off don't don't be we want happy people here that are enjoying every day because life's too short it can fuck you up from nowhere and um that you know the so for me my, my philosophy from day one i mean fernando and i sat back we said we're going to enjoy this we hated corporates our, you know we hated what we were doing and and you don't want to feel like you're working because the minute you feel like you're working it probably is work and you should stop doing it you you want to feel like you're doing shit that is inspiring you and at the same time you're having an impact you know and, and in two ways you know building a business and so you're creating sustainability at the same time you're impacting people's lives and and when you get to that kind of sweet spot which we're nearly at and and i mean we do a lot of good work so these are yeah hundreds of thousands of people are impacted by us but we've got to do more I mean, there is always, you, you can do more and more. You've got to bring light to a dark world. And the world today can be quite dark for some people. And I think part of our role is to in, be inspire, bring the light to a dark world. And, and, and our fundamental, the kind of underpin of Nando's is changing people's lives. And, you know, we, th- that's what we try and do in every, in every interaction. And, and it suits some people. We can't always win. So, you know, some people, you are going you know, to, have, if you ask you know, everyone that worked at Nando's, have you, you know, some will say, yeah, well, you, you fucked my life up because for whatever, you know, who, who knows? But certainly 99.9% has been incredibly positive. And that's what we strive for. You can't let, you know, you, you just got to, you got to keep doing stuff. And the naysayers, people that come to, to you at Bridges and have said, you know, this is not possible. I love those people. You know, because yeah, success has plenty of them. Plenty of them. Success has many fathers. And, and I love the fact that you can, you know, people say it's not possible. No one's ever done it. You know, fuck it, we'll do it. You know what I mean? To me, that I'll prove you wrong. I will prove you wrong, and I, and I love that. That's that's my favorite. I mean, particularly when you've got a few people that um, you know, because sometimes you can't be completely mad, and you can't be you know, you can't just do things for for. But 
you know instinctively when it's right. I mean, you have an instinct for what you're doing here. I, I'm so inspired. This morning has been one of the best mornings in a long time. It's, you know, it rivals you. actually Mozambique. I was in Mozambique last week, and it rivals that because it's unexpected. And and you know, I didn't know what to expect coming here. I met you. You know, my, my team was enthusiastic, but I wanted to come and kick the tires because for us to really get involved and 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 phone around and and see how we can you know cobble people together to come and help you on this journey. You know, I want to see it and feel it for myself. And I, I'm leaving here like floating because it's it's more than I expected. It's much more than I expected because, I, and I think the opportunities are just are enormous, you know, because I can see, I just, there's so many things that are clicking into place for me. I'm glad to hear you that. I, I, <laughs> it's just, I, I don't even know what to say because, and my head spins, you know. My I can <laughs> see it sometimes. <laughs> Your ideas are going <laughs> crazy. You, and also, that's a problem because you know you got to try and bring it back to reality yeah, and, and focus. But, yeah. but the beauty is that what you've got here is that is 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 the start of something that I think it's your legacy, and I think um, you don't know what it's going to have the powerful good. You you don't know what it's going to do, and 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 you can harness that if you can harness that and do it in a humble way. Um, but at the same time, with that international eye, because everything's got to be with an international totally. eye. And you know, like I, I always um, like to say, it's our legacy. Yeah. You know, and and um, I personally want to see Bridges for Music as a platform that everyone can feel part of, that everyone owns in one way or another. This organization wouldn't be possible without all the support of everyone that has been part of the journey, all the people in the community that you met today. You know, everyone that embrace the vision of using music to change people's lives yeah and like you said before you know i think projects are successful when they grow beyond you know their founders or their initiators yeah. right and that's and when they when people can carry those projects and those visions beyond those individuals is when they really become successful and impactful yeah i agree completely Robbie, thank you very much for thank being you. here. I'm Pleasure. really excited. I have to say also, um, and I was talking with my girlfriend last night, and I was saying how inspiring it is to meet people you resonate with, like-minded people, and people that even having been at the top and you know having had all sorts of successes, you know, are still curious, still humble, still grounded, and still you know, driven by purpose. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your support so far and excited no, to share for, the journey and have the fun. Opportunity. I like to see other mad people doing shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, you've inspired me, I can tell you now. What you guys are doing here is, is going to be legendary. Thank you. Hopefully together. Likewise. Yeah, please go now for sure. No question. <laughs> You're stuck with us for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you. Hey? Thank you.